in the last few weeks, we've been exploring some of the processes of our human experience. The natural processes of our human experience that kind of make up that come together, that kind of work together to form the experiencing that we, that happens for us. These processes are described in a teaching the Buddha offered called the five aggregates. And he described our human experience as being comprised of physicality, body experience, form. He described our human experience in terms of mental experience. So there's the physical experience and the mental experience. The mental experience he divided up a little more thoroughly in terms of the processes of how we meet, how our experience happens. And I particularly appreciate this kind of deeper dive into how our minds work because it is within our minds where suffering happens and uh, while these processes the processes that happen these five processes the physical processes the mental processes and i'll name the mental processes in a moment these processes are natural it's not like these processes stop happening uh, for stopped happening for um, the buddha after he became awakened they continued but the relationship to them the understanding about them as processes that's part of my understanding of what happened in his awakening that he understood these processes for what they are rather than for uh kind of confusing them or mistaking them to be what they're not permanent reliable self so the four mental processes are feeling, recognizing experience, knowing experience is pleasant, unpleasant, or neutral. Perception, the recognition of uh, objects in the world. So one of the, the, one of the key ways of, of, of uh, perception working is around the recognition of, in seeing, for instance, of objects. When you look around your room, your wherever you are, you're seeing you're seeing things. You're seeing trees or lamps or windows or couches or tables or chairs or walls. You're seeing you're seeing those things, and um, the experience of objects, the recognition of objects, is the is the work of perception. There's other ways that perception works too. It uh, it also is helps us to recognize space, um, uh, distance, that kind of thing. So not necessarily just objects, but, um, you know, for instance, as you're, as you're um, going upstairs or something, this is one of the places I've, I've noticed it. Um, there's kind of a, a way in which our mind and body, something about our kinesthetic experience, the, the seeing and the body, the whole experience of walking upstairs, you kind of know 
where and how much to raise your foot to put it down. So there's a kind of a, a spatial recognition of, of how far to raise your foot and where you're expecting your foot to hit the stair, something like that. And um, I notice this uh, process when there's something unexpected that happens. Like for instance, at my parents' house, the top stair at their, uh, going from the basement upstairs, the top stair is like, half an inch shorter than the other stairs. And I, every time it's a little surprise when my foot isn't landing when I think it's gonna land. So that's the process of perception that's kind of uh, you know, helping us to, to navigate these things. So perception has, has multiple avenues. It's not just the, the recognition of objects. So perception, feeling, perception, mental formations, the, um, kind of the intentional aspect of our mind. This includes all of our emotions, our thoughts, um, also a whole host of mind states that we don't necessarily think of as emotions, such as, um, well, mindfulness is a mental formation. Concentration is a mental formation. Um, these uh, just functions of mind, and we'll talk about that next week. Today, we're going to kind of focus on perception. And then consciousness, this kind of bare recognition at a sense door, six sense doors, six sense bases, sight, sound, smell, taste, touch, and the sense base of the mind. So consciousness at each sense base, that there's a kind of a recognition of when that sense base has been contacted with experience. And there's consciousness there, that the knowing, the recognition, there's a sight, there's a sound, there's a smell, there's a taste, there's a touch, there's something happening in the mind. And we'll go into that in a, in a couple more weeks following the, my retreat. Um, so these processes work together. In our experience, in a moment of experience, all five of these processes are coming together and supporting us in navigating the world. These are normal, natural human processes. They serve us. They support us. They're not uh, something we're trying to stop happening, but more what we're trying to do is to understand how they work and that they are processes. We tend to misunderstand or misconstrue our experience as something that it's not permanent, reliable self. And the weaving of these processes together is a part of uh, how those misunderstandings, they get, they, they, get, they, get, they get tangled up with those processes, the misunderstandings, permanent, reliable self get tangled up with those processes happening. And so some understanding, and this is in the Satipatthana Sutta, the Buddha's instructions on mindfulness, he encourages us to get to know these processes as processes, get to get to know what's happening through these avenues and to see them, to see them as processes. Um, it begins to undermine the way in which we kind of put it all together and make it me. So that's part of the, part of the, um, the, what, supports us in being curious about these processes. So seeing them each as a process, you know, we're, we're, we're um, talking about each one. We've talked about 
the physical processes, the feeling processes we talked about in the previous weeks. Today, we're going to look more at perception. But just one thing to say about this is that it's not like we just look at perception. The other aggregates, the other parts of experience are necessary for us to know perception. So, you know, we're not going to know perception without the physicality of the eye receiving sight and the consciousness, the knowing of, of a sight that's happened. You know, we, 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 um, we can recognize the process of perception as a thread or as a stream of what's happening in experience, but we're, we're going to, to know that by um, um, having the other processes of feeling, knowing, mental formations and form of, of physicality kind of support our recognition of that. So each of this, the seeing of each of these depends on the others to help us to see it. And again, more generally, um, part of the encouragement with the mindfulness of the aggregates, mindfulness of these processes, is that we, we begin to see them not only as impermanent, so the instructions in the Satipatthana seem to em emphasize noticing the impermanent nature. First instruction is to recognize, I'll use perception today since that's what we're gonna focus on, such as perception. This is the experience. This is how perception functions as in the mind. This is the experience, uh, the kind of the recognition of perception happening. So that's the first piece that we, we start to recognize is this is perception going on. And that this is a, it is not something we often recognize. It's more under the surface. We just navigate our day seeing objects and moving around without really knowing perception is happening. So that's the first piece, such as perception. And then uh, we're encouraged to notice this is the arising of perception and this is the passing away of perception. So noticing the impermanent nature of perception. And that's even more subtle. The other piece elsewhere in the suttas that we're encouraged to recognize is um, the not-self nature of perception, the emptiness of perception, that it's not what we think it is. And so that's another piece that we'll explore today, particularly through the simile around perception, um, which is perception is like a mirage. So I'll just drop that in now and then uh, talk a little bit about perception, recognizing it, and then look at that analogy a little bit. So perception, the, the process of perception is, is how we recognize things in the world. It's related to memory. I mean, when we're born, we don't much know what the objects in the world are. And over the time as we, as we um, live, you know, people start saying stuff to us and connecting it to things in the world and we begin to kind of get this name association with experiences in the world. Patterns that happen through sight, through sound, through smell, through taste, through touch. 
uh, we, we begin to recognize it and, and we, we begin to make associations even through the different senses. So, you know, an orange, for example, you know, we might learn this round thing that has an orange color is an orange, the fruit. And then, uh, so we know something about it. We know it's round. We know that it's uh, got a weight to it. So we, we touch into it with our physical senses, our sight our touch we there's a little bit of a smell to it like in, you know if you scratch the the surface of the um orange with a thumbnail there'll be the oil that you smell so there's there's the various senses that come together and all of the senses all of these things belong to this perception you know the recognition how we recognize this as an orange versus a ball you know, there's, there's, there's different, it's similar, it maybe is even round and orange and has a similar weight, but there's something different perhaps about the texture that we feel or the smell, you know, that, that, that just little, little differences that we can recognize. This is an orange and this is a ball. And then there's the, the whole taste part of it, you know, that we, we, you know, we taste it for the first time, we open it up, we see it's got sections in the middle, put one of those sections in our mouth, and it explodes in liquid and, and tartness and sweetness. And that becomes a part of our perception connected with orange. And so all of these, um, you know, the first time we, we experience uh, orange, you know, it's, it's like, there's nothing to to connect it to, but we experience it multiple times. We begin to create this kind of memory, almost like a, a file bank of of uh, associations or memories. And and over time, we begin to kind of identify, oh, that's an orange. So this this process of perception is actually, you know, it's a very helpful process. I think in some ways, in terms of evolution, it really supports our brains to not have to do so much work every time they encounter something. You know, the, the, the whole process of recognizing something happens so fast when we have a, a kind of an association with it that we don't even notice that our minds are kind of doing this, you know, retrieving from the filing cabinet and saying, oh, that's what that is. We don't even notice that happens because it happens so quickly. We don't have to figure things out anymore. So perception is this, this, this rep recognition process kind of matching to memory, and it's got various layers to it. So, um, you know, we, we, we might recognize something as an orange, after many, many times of seeing an orange. But the first few times we see it, you know, and actually what seems to happen, I've seen in my own practice when my mind gets really quiet. For instance, looking at one point, I looked at a, I turned my head, I was sitting outdoors and I turned my head and my eyes landed on this shape that had a green color. And the first thing my mind noticed about it was green. And then it noticed a kind of, uh, the form of it, it kind of a, 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 an oval shape that had jagged edges and the, the mind recognized jagged. And then it identified it as leaf and identified it as a, as a, as a plant that was growing. So, you know, this like the, the, the layer, the perception of the object of leaf was built upon seeing the color, seeing the form, and then it recognized it as leaf. Now that that level of seeing is not something that happens for me that often. You know, it it, it was a particularly quiet 
um, mind, but it, just seeing that, seeing that once really helped me to understand, wow, this, this whole process of sight and the seeing what's happening in the world is built upon so many different processes. So we often will recognize form and color is a kind of a bare level of perception. It, through through vi the visual field, through sight, we'll recognize form and color. So that, that kind of the shape, square, straight, oval, round, uh, color, you know, the different colors, possibly shading, light, dark, that kind of thing will be coming in to the eye. And then the mind laying on top of that will start to, to recognize based on memory, history, um, what the, what objects are. So, you know, and another, another um, thing I've sometimes seen, uh, again, when my mind is pretty quiet, um, is seeing how sometimes the mind will try on various um, um, perceptions for an object that the mind isn't immediately recognizing. So I walked into a room in one meditation retreat and it was dim, so there wasn't a lot of light. And there was this kind of big, vast form uh, kind of in the room, a large kind of form in the room that the mind didn't immediately recognize. And the, the very first perception that the mind made, just like I, I, I was watching, you know, just noticing what was going on in the mind. And the first thing the mind um, attempted as a, as a recognition for this large object was it's a deformed being and then you know it's like no that's not right <laughs> and it tried like on two or three things before it it actually recognized and kind of landed on oh it's a vase of flowers that's what it is it's a vase a large vase with large flowers in it so this the process of perception uh, has some you know sometimes we can see the the process at work, which helps us to understand that um, that it first that it is a process, and that you know we are seeing our world through the mind, you know through the processes of mind. So the experience of recognizing perception. Um, just briefly talk about this because this is this is like I've told talked a little bit about um, my experiences through sight, um, but the first ways that it became easier for me to recognize perception at work, you know, perception being this process of the mind saying, "Well, this is what's here." Perception um, happens through kind of mediated through um, various ways that we tend to perceive things. So like the, um, it can be mediated through kind of the, 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 the lens of seeing or hearing or even um, um, the other senses, or it can be, be mediated through thought. So um, um, we might, for instance, in hearing a sound of a bird, you know, so through hearing. Hearing has been the easiest kind of way for me to recognize 
different ways that perception is experienced. Um, so hearing the sound, hearing the sound of a bird, meditating sometimes you might notice this if you're if you're meditating and there's a sound that happens what happens in the mind there's a, there can be a recognition of a sound so a sound of a bird and then the mind may have uh it, it may say in its in itself it may say that's a bird so it might say it, it might recognize it through language kind of tell us what it is through language. So the, the sound of the bird happens and, and we might, if the mind is quiet, we might notice the mind saying to itself, bird. Or if, it, if the mind has recognized a particular bird, it might recognize it as crow, or it might recognize it as sparrow or something. So, you know, there can be a little bit more detail there. So that's one way that we, we might recognize experience through the, the way thought works or language. We have a, a concept, apply the word to the, the perception. And this is, this is um, not an uncommon way for perception to happen. Sometimes as people do meditation, they interpret perception as thinking and they, they, they think they're thinking all the time, but actually this, the process of perception is it's, it can be experienced as a subtler as a subtle form of thought like bird lawnmower you know just like our mind telling us what's happening um and and so you know just to recognize oh that's perception you know that's the mind recognizing experience it's not a problem it's just how it works the the, the problem can come in when we kind of attribute a reality to that you know, that we, we take our perception to be what is actually there. And I'll get into that in, in a moment about how that can be a problem. So that's one way that perception can work. But another way that, that we can see um, perception working is, is, so for instance, when we hear that bird, the perception might happen through the visual field, you know, through uh, a memory, a visual image, of a bird appearing in our thoughts, appearing in our minds. So rather than it sounding like, you know, the 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 thought of a bird, you know, the word the bird, it 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 it, it we recognize it as an image. So we might see an image of a bird sitting on the fence outside of our of our house. We might see that image, and that could be the recognition process. So there's the, and this recognition process can come in pretty much through any of our sense modalities. I think for me, at least, I've seen it most often through language, through thought and through the visual field. Um, but I think whatever sense modalities are most um, natural for us, that's probably where we would tend to recognize experience. So someone who is not sighted, for instance, probably would recognize experience more through hearing or, uh, you know, or through um, sound or possibly even through a, a, almost a feeling of, of sense contact, you know, the sense of, uh, you know, um, um, the recognition of how something feels. So, um, so perception can happen through any of these sense modalities. So, um, 
Another thing that's useful to recognize or know about perception, it's while it's extremely useful and helps us to navigate the world, it is not a perfect process. It makes mistakes. I mentioned last week um, this this kind of way, you know, in connection with feeling tone, how we might, if we misperceive something, there might be radically different feeling tones in dependence on how we misperceive it. I talked about the the perception of a coiled rope as a snake. And so that that's the process of perception that recognizes whether it's a coiled rope or a snake. And the uh, the response to that, the response to that perception is very different depending on what the perception is and what our associations is, are with that perceptions, with that perception. So the the challenge or the the um some of the the suffering and the struggle that arises in dependence on perception comes partly because we tend to conflate our perceptions with what is actually there so the example of the snake and the rope you know it's like that there, if there is a rope there and we interpret it as snake, you know, that we perceive it as snake, then a whole host of ideas and beliefs and views about snake come in and have us having our experience about that thing that we've perceived to uh, um, influence what happens and, and how we act and what we choose to do. So this happens a lot, you know, how we perceive something what we perceive then gets like bound up with all of our views and ideas and opinions about what we perceive. And then instead of relating to the experience through what's actually happening, we start relating to the experience through the ideas, the views and the opinions. And so not seeing that, that perception is a process that perception is something that our minds are creating we often will you know kind of attribute a reality to our perception and interpret it as this is what is happening you know one way this in real in in the in the world has life and death major consequences is um is the uh, the perception that might happen around single eyewitness identification? You know, the perceiving you know based on memory, you know, who is this person, and we can make mistakes about this. You know, we can make mistakes about who a person is, and then you know the identification of that is the person who did this thing to me. It is so unreliable, actually, it's been seen, shown over and over again, how unreliable eyewitness is, especially when somebody is under stress, the stress of being, you know, attacked or something, you know, the, the, the eyewitness is, is very unreliable, that what we perceive is unreliable. So um, we confuse our perceptions to be reality. And, you know, the, the, there have been so many stories about people being absolutely certain this is the person that, that did this. And DNA evidence years later proving, no, it wasn't that person. So, you know, the, the 
this has real world consequences, real world suffering, that perception tends to be a mistake that we tend to attribute um, like certainty to our perceptions. I'd say that's the biggest problem. We tend to attribute certainty to our perceptions. We, we think that we're receiving, you know, um, exactly what's out there. We, we are like cameras that are just recording what's out there. But that's not the way our minds work. Our minds are much more informed by history and ideas and views. What, what we believe, what we, what we have experienced in the past tend to shape how we perceive things. So perception for us is not like a camera. It's, it's got way more interpretation already embedded in it. So it's, it's, it's a little bit dangerous, you know, our kind of belief that we are perceiving things accurately. So this is part of, you know, what we can start to see as we begin to recognize perception is just how dynamic perception is like my seeing of like, it's a deformed being, you know, it's like, no, that's not a deformed being. Let's try again. What let's, let's hang out here a while and see what this is. So the, 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 process of perception when seen can help to undermine this kind of belief in the um, our our belief in the absolute validity or reliability of our perceptions i will say it does a pretty good job perception does a really good job helping us navigate the world so it's not like we want to just discount it but uh, we also need to have some respect for perception being informed and influenced by views, ideas, opinions, beliefs. So um, the example, the, the analogy that the Buddha offers around um, perception is that perception is like a mirage. And I think this is a useful uh, analogy to unpack a little bit. Um, to explore kind of the deeper layers of it, because I think it, it, it can help us to recognize some of the mistakes or some of the ways that we might make mistakes around perception. So the Buddha just says perception is like a mirage. And then somebody looking at a mirage, actually recognizing, is this, is this, is there any substance to this mirage? Well, first you have to recognize that it is a mirage before you recognize that there's no substance to it. And so, you know, that's the piece that we don't tend to um, recognize that this is perception that's happening. We tend to attribute or take what we are perceiving to be what is there. So perception is like a mirage, the, the classic mirage um, is the, the mirage of water in the desert, you know, seeing the the water in the desert. And, and I actually looked this up at one point a few years ago when I was on a, doing another talk about this and how does this mirage work and what's going on there. And, um, you know, the, the, the heat waves are reflecting back up off the surface of the sand. And um, it creates a kind of the, the, the ripple in the heat waves is creating almost like a mirror effect and what is what that mirror is reflecting is the sky 
So the sky is reflected down onto the surface of the sand and it looks like a blue lake. And it's very, um, uh, some of the pictures I've seen of mirages are, are stunning in that, you know, the, the pictures of like a desert with mountains in the background and the, you know, the mountains in the background are reflected in, in, the, in the blue as well. You know, so it's it looks like the reflection of water. It's it's quite quite um, looks it it really looks like a lake. You know, on this on this um, on this desert, and so um, seeing that you know seeing that mirage, the 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 sadness of the traveler you know believing it to be water you know running towards it and then it it vanishes so you know so there's the the interpretation of it of it being there of it being water but the other piece of this analogy so and the and the suffering that would come through taking that that perception or that mirage to be reality the suffering that comes from that discovering that there's not water there um, but the other piece of this analogy is that um, that I find to be um, useful to explore is that the um, the mirage is reflecting something that is there. It's reflecting the sky, and it's reflecting the um, you know the image of whatever the the, the mountains or whatever that are there. It's reflecting something that's there. And so it's not completely dissociated from reality. It is just being misinterpreted as being something that it's not. And that's, that's kind of the crux of the way that perception kind of leads to suffering is that we, uh, in the perception, in the process of perception, we we see what's there you know we recognize what's there and it is a reflection of what is out there at least you know again it, it does a really good job of recognizing the world sometimes it does make these mistakes um you know of of seeing something as a deformed being versus seeing or seeing something as a a, a snake instead of a rope or seeing it as a rope instead of a snake a slightly more dangerous version of that of that analogy um so you know that that the um um perception i'm gonna stop for a moment i lost my where i was going with that so just let me get back to that oh right okay so the 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 seeing what's there we take it to be reality and um so the 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 clinging to the clinging I'm gonna step back again. So um, we we see the world and it's a reflection of what's there. But it but we are not experiencing what's there. We are experiencing our perception. And that that's kind of that's kind of mind blowing actually when we we really touch into it that that what we are experiencing is not what's actually happening in the world it's what our mind is making 
of what is happening in the world. And it is a reflection of what is happening in the world. And yet the, um, uh, the fact that our mind is making this means that it, it is very um, influenced by many other things like our views, like our beliefs, like our opinions. So for instance, we might see somebody on the street, we might see, see a person walking down the street, somebody we don't know, but their body type, their height, their coloring, their, um, um, their profile, it's kind of reminiscent of somebody that we know. And we have all kinds of associations with that person that we know. We like them, we don't like them, we're afraid of them, we're um, delighted to see them. And whatever those associations are, those associations can be kind of attached to this person that we don't know. And that can happen really quickly. You know, that, that we see somebody we don't know and it's like, oh, I don't like that person. Or, oh, that person looks interesting. And some of that may be coming from our history and associations with the perception. And, and that, you know, so that's, that's a piece of, you know, just taking in. It's like, well, that person's not trustworthy. It's like, how do you know that? You know, we don't have any relevant data necessarily. It's, it's just connected to our history. So the, um, so that's one piece of how uh, our, you know, reliance on our experience, you know, absolute reliance on our experience can get us into, into trouble and create struggle and stress and suffering for ourselves, for others. But a kind of a, a, a subtler and more, um, more uh, a deeper way that perception creates difficulty for us or stress for us is that in, in, in taking our, um, our perceptions to be what's happening, you know, we, we cling, we may, we may, um, so we've reified something. It's like, that is what is happening. That, that thing, that experience, that is what is happening. And, um, I like that. I don't like that. I want that. I don't want that. And what we cling to, you know, so the, the process of, of suffering in, um, in the way the Buddha described it happens because we cling to something, something pleasant. We like it. We want to hold on to it. Something unpleasant. We don't like it. We want to push it away. And so there's that movement of that's a mental formation uh, of, you know, ideas and views and beliefs about what we like, what we want, what we don't want. And then the clinging, what we think we, we think we're clinging to is, you know, something out in the world. We think we're clinging to, oh, I need that thing to be okay or be happy. But the way our minds actually work, and this was, this is a kind of a, a surprising thing to see as well when we see it, um, is that we don't actually cling to what's out there because we don't experience what's out there. We experience our perceptions. And so the clinging, what we like and what we don't like is our perceptions. It's not what's actually out there. So we cling to things that our mind has created. 
And those things that our mind has created is not just the simple bare material of what's in the world. It's things that our mind have created based on our history, based on our ideas, based on our beliefs and views. And so we cling to our perceptions. That's actually what, what, what clinging works with. Clinging, we don't actually cling to, to uh, things happening in the world because we don't, that's, that's not how our, our experience is mediated by these processes. And so perception is, what, is how we know the world. And so perception is what we cling to. And when we can start to see the unreliability of our perceptions and recognize that, yeah, it's like a mirage. It is like a mirage and that that mirage, you know, it is, it's not, it's not even just that the mirage is, is in, in the case of a mirage, it's like everybody can see it. We can take pictures of it. You know, it's like the, the, the mirage is something that we can agree. Yeah, that's there. It's not like somebody would see the mirage and somebody else wouldn't see it. But, but um, you know, if, if three people are seeing the mirage and somebody says, yeah, let's go for that water, and two other people say, you know, no, it's actually not actually water. This is a mirage. You know, that, that can help to, uh, to kind of mitigate the, the, um, the clinging to it as something that's actually there. So starting to understand and see these processes as processes can help us to uh, let go of the ways in which we cling and attach to our perceptions.